Good morning, and welcome to this week's episode of Trending. I'm your host, Ben Rogers. One of my favorite tops to dis- topics to discuss is leadership. We have often mentioned it on this show and even had on a guest that discussed leadership training his agency does across the state. Well, today, I want to highlight leadership training that is happening right here in Putnam County. And I also want to highlight the person who is responsible for the program and all the great things she is doing for our community. The program is Leadership Putnam, and Jenny Spurlock is the brilliant mind behind it. Good morning, Jenny. Good morning, Ben. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm good. Thank you for being here. I know it's early, but I appreciate you taking the time and just being with us and, and talking about what you do and and what ha- all this. I mean, this is such a good thing in our community that's available to people because the chamber is more than just the chamber of commerce where business is going, focuses industry and business and retail and recruiting and tourism. It's also about development. Absolutely. And that's why you're here, because in my mind, you're one of the best public servants we have in the area, trying to help people develop themselves and grow as individuals, not only for themselves, but for our community. Absolutely. Because our community is so wonderful and strong and so brilliant. We have so many brilliant people here um, that are part of this community and what what makes it successful. And and you're a part of that. So I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate being here. Thank you. Good deal. I want to get into Leadership Putnam, and I'm excited to hear about it because, honestly, I want to be a part of that program one day. And actually, years ago, probably when uh, I moved back from Nashville, I guess that was 2006, I knew that was – I think it was going on then, and, and or maybe there was some form of it. Um, I wasn't a commissioner yet, but I wanted to try to get involved. It just never happened. I never just took the commitment to do it. But when did Leadership Putnam start? The first Leadership Putnam class was 1995. Okay. Um, it has it has been almost every year. There have been a few years that it did not make for different reasons, and I'll explain that in a little bit. Sure. But uh, I'm cu- uh, currently leading the 28th class okay. of Leadership Putnam. 28th class. Wow. Do you know roughly how many people have went through Leadership Putnam? Uh, as of the end of 2020, the class of 2020, of course, we're in the class of 2021 right now, and I'll be happy to sign you up today for 2022. <laughs> there we go. Um, there have been approximately 670 alumni. Uh, which is pretty impressive. That is. Um, with the 28th class, there have been uh, at least 116 group projects which have impacted the community through those years. And the classmates are required to do 20 individual points. And if you multiply that times the 670, that means that there have been 13,440 individual points or individual product projects completed by the, the class of leadership button. Oh wow! So, and we and I want to definitely dive into the program. But six hundred seventy people's been through. That's a lot of people in this community. Um, that has amount. yeah, that's that's learned and grown from this. You don't have any idea how many people went through the very first one, do you? Uh, yes, a full class is twenty four. Okay. So the full first class uh, was a full twenty four okay. person class, and actually, uh, Joe Albright, yeah, uh, Bob Bell, yeah. some of those great leaders. Uh, formulated and got leadership putnam going in 95 oh wow well of course i've worked with with dr bell he was my dean when i started tech dean of business and then became my president my i think my junior year at tech so i got to work with him mm-hmm. in two formats and i've had him on here as well just a great man he's been a great servant for this area too um so 
the reason I asked about the first class, I didn't know if it had grown exponentially, but it's been, mm-hmm. been a, about a 24-person. Pretty much the the uh, bylaws state that a full class is 24. Okay. That that seems to be the good number, the right number to have without it getting too large and giving everybody a good opportunity. But, yes, it, it continues to be 24 as a full class. So has the, the dynamics of the program, uh, has it changed from its inception in 95 to now? Is it is it – and what I mean by dynamics – as far as time commitment, a schedule, has mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it always been a year-long program? Yes, it's a nine-month program. Okay, nine months. Okay. And uh, the dynamics, really, the program is set, um, pretty much a set agenda each month for nine months. And uh, it covers, uh, we'll go over that, it covers a whole lot of different areas. But, um, yeah, the program pretty much stays the same because we want to focus every year on education, health care, Human needs and services, environment, agriculture, those quality of life. Those are just some of the program days that we experience. So and before we get into that details, and I'm glad you mentioned that, what kind of participant do y'all look for that when you when you set out a class every year because you've had six, six, seventy come through? um, Do y'all screen anybody? I hate to use the word screen, but what kind of participant are y'all looking for? The kind of participant we want is somebody that wants to be invested in this community. Um, it might be somebody that just moved here and knows nothing about Putnam County and Cookville, or it might be somebody like myself who's lived here their entire lives, but they want to get more in tune and invested and find out where they can fit in in the community and where they can serve. True. Um, every year, I have people that have lived here forever who'll say, oh, my goodness, I had no idea this happened in Cookville, Tennessee. I had no idea this happened in Putnam County. Right. I have people that have run for commissioner because they went to a city-county government day yeah. and said, that's something I want to do. That's yeah. where I can give my time. So uh, we we really work hard to um, get people who want to be invested in the community. And, and honestly, you have to be 18 or older, work or live in Putnam County, and outside of that, you are eligible. Okay. And the only time there would be, and it wouldn't really be a screening, but the only time that we would have to sort through in the event that we have uh, more than 24 to apply for a class, then we have to go through a process of, okay, we need to put this person maybe on a waiting list for next year because they were the last one to come in. But we we just want to look for for people that are motivated and want to improve the community. So – you don't discount elected official. I'd have a chance. Yes, sir. You would have. It. Don't we? We don't. We don't discount anybody. Well, good, we don't discount good. anybody. We want a diverse group of people who are dedicated. Sometimes we commissioners can get off track of what we're there for, and and you, you may look and say, oh, "We don't need that person." But I'm glad to know you give me a chance. <laughs> yes, we would. So, and, and the participants, uh, of course, eighteen and older, and mm-hmm. live and work in Putnam live County. Live or work. Live and or work. Uh-huh. Live or work. Okay, mm-hmm. live or work. Yes. And I'm just repeating that so people yes. that are listening that may say, "Hey, I want to do this." Live or work in Putnam County. Eighteen years old. And the only reason you might not get in when you want is maybe full. Maybe full and try again next year. So yes. you put on a waiting list and try mm-hmm. again next year. Is there an enrollment cost or a fee to go through uh, your ship? Yes, home? there is a tuition. The nine-month tuition is $700. Okay. There's a $10 application fee that's non-refundable. But basically for $710, that is nine months of the program and everything that's involved with that. It's all it's all the meals. It's all the travel. It's anything that we do is covered in your $700 tuition. Now, I think uh, – 
I've seen some groups go down to the legislature maybe for a day on the hill. We do that every year. That's our state government day. That's in March. And I don't know what that'll look That's like this year. To, that was my next uh, every, question. Everything looks a little differently this year, yeah. but we're making it work. And I'm, I'm just so thrilled that we're being able to do the things we're doing. Um, I wasn't even sure a class would make this year right. with what was going on. Right. And that was breaking my heart because – I love it so much, and it's such a good experience. So, um, well, let's but, talk about that. What yes. how's COVID affected us? Well, COVID um, did not affect uh, enrollment. Okay, uh, people jumped in with both feet, and we have this year we have a class of twenty. Wow. Okay. And so. Um, there didn't seem to be a lot of fear about going into the program. Sure. Of course, we guaranteed them that we would practice as much safety precaution as right. we possibly could, and we would things would look a little differently. For example. We had we always start the year with an overnight retreat, and it's a group building and orientation retreat. Right. For years, we've had that at the retreat at Center Hill Lake right. in Smithville. Well, of course, that could not happen this year. Right. Um, one of our uh, wonderful board members and leaders in this community, Kevin Bowling, um, has Ebenezer Acres, mm-hmm. and he graciously uh, allowed us to use his facility okay. for the retreat. We were able to social distance. We Good. were able to follow all the rules. We actually could have um, every all twenty people could have social distanced and spent the night and slept there because he can sleep fifty people right. in his little cot kind of areas. Right. And uh, but um, somebody told a scary story late that night before we dismissed and everybody went home so um <clears throat> who, who, who is the who is the uh, guilty person on yes, that are you gonna uh, no I, i'm not gonna okay. mention it all right but um uh, including myself i was like i just think i'll drive right on home tonight it was very dark out there but anyway everybody was back the next morning at eight o'clock and we had a wonderful retreat there so we were able to make that happen the first program day of the year is always healthcare day and we would typically spend that um touring the hospital the majority of the day, listening to their leadership, uh, going to the health department, going to EMS. Um, so I started talking with uh, groups of people and saying, okay, we've got to do this differently. We can have it upstairs at the chamber or at the Leslie Town Center. We can social distance, but how are we going to do this? Um, Dr. Tony Hudson always participates on our uh, health care day. He's amazing. He came and spoke. And then we were, um, oh my goodness, I, I feel like, we're so such a special group, and we were so honored. We actually had a panel to come speak to the group. Uh, it was called Leadership Amid Chaos. It was uh, The panel was led by Brandon Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Lisa Bumbleow there from the health department. We had Captain Evans from the police department. We had Mr. Darren Ford from EMS. We had Randy Porter. We had a representation from all this wonderful leadership that brought us through all these terrible things we've experienced this right. year and i get cold chills thinking about it sure. because they they literally had not all been together since they had gone through all of this experience right. and their emotion and their uh their dedication was just unbelievable so that was we our education day was wonderful that's, and i wish everybody had been able to hear that that's good and that's that's important for people going through this program or anybody that's in putnam county to to get that access or get that um availability to hear that they, they get they're available to hear that because that was such a bad time i want to we're we're just get tip of the iceberg on leadership okay. putnam so when we come back next segment i want to continue talking about that i'm ben rogers and i'm visiting with jenny spurlock from the chamber she is uh the leader of the leadership putnam she's over leadership putnam and, and it's a great program and we'll talk more when we come back 
Welcome back to Trending. This has been Rogers visiting with Jenny Spurlock from the Chamber. She is leading the Leadership Putnam um, cohort cohorts every year, and she's doing a great job. And we're just got into what that program is. And and one of the things you mentioned before we left, Jenny, was the the uh, healthcare day that y'all had, and you had all the people that were so involved and so int- instrumental in the tornado recovery. Yes. And, and Brandon Smith was your your contact person. He got together. Fantastic. So tell me about the rest of that that day i know they got together and spoke but tell me about the rest of that day well they actually um spoke for about two two and a half hours at the end of that time uh we had lunch delivered and so this is just an example of how covid can impact your day we had a wonderful afternoon planned with representatives from ymca and premier pilates and other people we were going to take a uh health care selfie to look at ourselves and unfortunately about the time lunch was delivered um Amy knew our present CEO got a text from Stephen Crook, one of our employees, and said he and his wife had tested positive. So, of course, we'd all been together. And the beautiful thing was I had all the experts right, in the room. So right. I went straight to Lisa Bumbleo and said, right. what do we do? Right. Do I cancel the rest of the day? She said, you cancel the day. Chamber needs to go home and quarantine right. for 14 days yeah. and get tested. We did do that. The good news was none of the rest of us tested positive. We're back in the office now. But that's just a little example of sure. how... COVID can come in and impact any yeah. particular day. And, I, of course, I'd asked you about being on, I think, maybe a couple weeks ago. Yes. And you said, hey, I can't right, <laughs> right now. I'm right. quarantined, but uh, glad you're here now. So Thank and you. COVID, is, as, as we talked about since COVID's happened on the show, it's affected pretty much everything we're doing in life. And, and it's had an effect on what the good things the Chamber's doing, especially with this program. But but you keep on. You continue yes, on. Yes, sir. And you're finding a way to to do Leadership Putnam. And you talked about the initial retreat, yes, which is supposed to be usually normally an overnight. Uh, then how often, it's nine months again, just remind you, it's a nine-month program, but how often does the group meet? Uh, we have the overnight retreat typically in September. The first class will be October. So we meet once a month, October through May. Graduations okay. typically end of May or 1st of June. And it's a one-day-a-month obligation. Uh, and it is an obligation. You are only able to miss nine hours nine of hours, the program okay. and still graduate. Okay. Uh, of course, we this past year for 2020, we had to make some exceptions because right. of COVID, right. of course. So we're giving that those class members that maybe missed some days last year an opportunity to join us this year to okay. make that up. Okay. And um, so we're it's a it's typically an eight hour day starting at eight in the morning, ending at five in the afternoon. Okay. Uh, other than our state. Uh, Government Day, sure. LP on the Hill, that's typically a longer day, and right. we um, we really enjoy that, too. So, But, yeah, it's uh, it's one day a month. So we make sure that at the retreat you get all the dates so that you can plan your work, your scheduling, and you can make sure that you can meet the commitment. I was about to say, I'm sure the, the participants get the schedule or the calendar up front so they know if they can yes. continue to commit. So I yes. think that's great. I'm, of course, as I said, I'm interested. And, and I've been through – uh, a leadership class with the Institute for Public Service at the University of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And normally our that program is a two-year-long program, okay. but they meet once a quarter. So okay. basically they're meeting four times a year. When I went through it, and this was pre-COVID, but we had to scale it down to 12 months. So we met every other month, and we went across Tennessee with all the campuses of, for the University of Tennessee, which include the Space Institute, which was really cool, oh, by wow. the way. Yes. Um, but the, but that le- that's a typical – what you're telling me is a typical schedule and time commitment for leadership programs, really good ones too, because it takes time. Yes, it does. If you want to get anything out of it, 
you're going to have to commit some time to it. Absolutely. And and, and be willing to be present and, and do the things you need to do to, to be effective once you leave. So I, I love the one I went through. I'm also going through a certified public manager course now, which incorporates a lot of leadership mm-hmm. skills into it. And it's once a month for 12 months. It's it's an eight-hour day. So eight-hour day per month for 12 months. So very similar. Very similar, yes. Uh, and we're actually wrapping that up in January. So I'm almost almost completed that. But it's I love the leadership process. And those and these cohorts or these trainings or sessions, I like to call them cohorts because you are coming together with people with like minds and or like goals, I should say. And you're making lifetime friendships and lifetime connections. It just thrills my heart every year to see at the end of the the program year how connected these people are, how they've been able to help each other in business. I had one classmate tell me um, what this program has given me is a village. To help me personally and professionally that they did not have. I had another classmate tell me this program has um, my wife and I were thinking of moving because we really didn't know where we fit in here. And he said, after Leadership Putnam, I know where I'm needed and and we're going to get in the community. So, you know, those are huge things. Yeah. And I actually so I I think it was Jackson County now, their their leadership group, probably seven, eight years ago. I did a presentation for them Mm -hmm. on county government Mm -hmm. because I got a contact from the from the mayor or somebody there and said, hey. You're our CTAS guy. We know you know county government. Their leadership program in Jackson County is wanting, wanting a session. And I think we only did like two hours, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. but I did a two hour session on county government. So that's uh, these people that are coming are learning all about city county government. And you said health care because we have a hospital healthcare. here. And I think that's so important for them to understand the relationship between the hospital and, and the city and mm-hmm. and the board and how yes. that works. And so y'all go through all that. We go through all of that. Um. Uh, any other highlights throughout those nine months that you can think of that the participants will encounter? Every, every program day has uh, great information, and I, I really love the um, our business and economic development day. We go around and visit large and small businesses, find out that we did not know that all the stuff was going on in Putnam County, that right. we have businesses that are uh, selling like James Bond kind of spy equipment all over the world yep. here. Uh, we have businesses that have um, some of, one of their parts on the Minuteman missile. I'm not supposed to know that, so don't <laughs> tell anybody because I'll be in trouble. So, um, you know, it's just some amazing things we find out every, t- every time we have a class. I love human needs and services, too, because um, it's that's kind of a, uh, a little bit of a somber day because of what we're dealing with uh-huh. but it's so eye-opening and people all of a sudden go oh my goodness if i'll just do this to help i can help here i can help there uh, this is what's going on with domestic violence this is what's happening in our community right so every program day has something that will usually make you really stop and think so so and and when you get ready for the program What's the reaction from maybe the businesses you mentioned and the and the people that are doing the the domestic stuff? What's been their reaction? They're gladly they're glad to help. They are so glad to help, and a majority of the business owners and um, leaders in the community have been through Leadership Putnam, right. so they have a love for it anyway. But no, I never get turned down. It's just like I'm planning Education Day right now for next month, and the response has been phenomenal. And uh, a big part of that day is Tennessee Tech. And uh, thank you, Michael Akins. You're amazing. And so he's got a great panel being set up for me on that day. And we're actually going to do things a little different for Education Day. We can't take 20 people in and tour schools or right. tour, you know, tech. 
But um, Allison Boshears, who is our communications mm-hmm. director at the chamber, who's awesome, she and I are actually going to go out and we're going to do some filmed tours okay. with some of the principals, with some of the staff, and the rest will be Zoom or that type of meeting. And so we're going to make it happen. That sounds great, actually. I, I think it's amazing how everybody's adjusting to, to COVID. Mm-hmm. And it, and we and there are certain things we had to quit, for sure. There's mm-hmm. certain things uh, that just stopped. Mm-hmm. But for public service public service didn't stop no uh we had personally my my institute my agency had to stop with personal visits in in the courthouse but my service didn't stop and the chamber didn't stop so you're still providing a service it's just a different way of doing it so we've had to adjust we've had to diversify Mm -hmm. uh we've probably had to uh include people we never thought of uh, asking to help that that maybe wasn't necessary before so i appreciate not only this community but everybody trying to adjust to what's going on because we got to move on we've got to have a tiny bit of normalcy we do we do um so the the leadership putnam's i think just amazing i can't wait to get in so if you want to sign me up you can (laughs) uh, for the next class and that works out (laughs) good because that start will start next september yes um yeah i think i can make that work we'll talk about that (laughs) but because i'll be out of my other one in january and one thing similar, I was going to say similar to mine, we have a capstone project we have to do for the certified public manager. Do y'all have a project, a group project they, they're required to do at Leadership Putnam before it's completed? Yes. Um, actually, we divide the class into four different project groups. So the way we determine those project groups is with several personality tests that we do because mm-hmm. you don't want all type A people in one group and right. all type B. So we do a thing called your true colors you may or may not be familiar with. And by the time we go through that and a couple of other little personality things, it's very evident who's who what their style is so at the overnight retreat excuse me after the class has done all their stuff and their group building gone to bed i'll be in the i'll be in the room um setting those groups right and once those groups are set uh they're announced and then that group immediate immediately gets together and starts talking about possible projects uh so this year um i've gotten some really great ideas that they've offered up i i asked them to give me three project ideas and then i get to choose which one i want them to do right so we've got some great things coming up this year. I'll tell you, I went out Saturday. Um, my 2020 class is completing their project right now, and uh, the green team. And they are uh, they have completely refurbished the press box at the Jerry Whitson Adult and Youth Field. Oh, okay. And that I lived my life there between right. watching my little brother play, my son play. Right. Uh, I was out there all the time, and so it's very dear to my heart. But it's unbelievable what they have done i went wow. out took them pizza saturday and uh took some pictures um the press box the upstairs press box uh, has got some hardwood laminate on the floor that's sure. been donated it's all been painted herman uh cameron rudd and his son actually came and president of herman came and installed garage doors in the press box that can just be easily opened um the upstairs could actually be a little apartment. It's amazing. We've had uh, stovers that donated the flooring. We've had other people donate the roofing. We've had someone donate a hot water heater. It's going to be phenomenal. Wow. So that's just one uh, example okay. of a, a group project okay. that impacts so many people. And when we come back, I want you to give me a couple more that's happened in the Absolutely. past, if that's yes. okay. You're listening to Trending. This has been Rogers. I'm delighted to have Jeannie Spurlock with the Chamber with me today, and we'll continue discussing Leadership Putnam when we come back in just a moment. Welcome back to Trending. This has been Rogers. Uh, 
thank you so much for listening. I have Jenny Spurlock with me today, and, and we're, we're halfway through, and she's been great uh, for talking about Leadership Putnam, and we're not quite done yet. She was talking about, Jenny, you were talking about before we left, the project the class of 2020 is working on. What other projects have the previous classes done that stuck out in your mind? Okay, let's see. Just since I have, I have this is my, uh, let's see, this is 2000, so this is my fifth class that I've gotten to direct. Um, and in those five years, um, you may have noticed the um, dumpsters the, uh, that are recyclable on the rail trail. Those were Leadership Putnam Project two years ago. Mm-hmm. They raised the money. They got them installed. They worked with the city, got the permits to do it. And so there were no trash cans on that trail. Now there are. Um, it can be anything as big as years ago. A lot of people don't know that Cityscape was originally a Leadership Putnam Project. Really? No, I did not know that. So there are the big projects, and then there are the ones like two or three years ago, one of my classes uh, went to Baxter uh, Primary School. And the restrooms were just really, the paint was all peeling, the the stalls were rusty, it was just, you know, Mm -hmm. in bad repair. Mm -hmm. Uh, My class went in on a weekend and sanded and stripped and painted, and you would have thought those children had a new school. (laughs) So it's it can be anything, but but they're all impactful. Those are just a few of them. Goodness, um, like I said uh, last year, we had a group project. They raised a thousand dollars for uh, uh, friends feeding friends, and went and helped pack boxes of food to deliver. And um, those are just some of the examples. But there have been huge projects. They've been little ones, but they've all been impactful. And and impactful is the key word. And the leadership program is impacting individuals for them to grow and be better, but they're also these individuals are also impacting the community by these projects. Yes, and I think it also um, what it does for the individuals that are working on these projects. I know for myself, I think we all want to be part of something bigger than ourselves, and we can't do it alone. Right. Um, this is uh, and this goes back to when I owned my my store for twenty years. Um, you know, we would use my store, which was uh, J.J. Jack's gift shop, and we would use my store just as the vessel with the help of the community to do amazing things. We raised $15,000 one summer to dig wells in Kenya. I actually won a contest uh, out of the whole United States and got to travel to Kenya to see wow. my well dug. Wow. And then we continued to do that every year with projects locally to uh, childhood diabetes, the cancer care center, uh the uh, ranch. I mean, we every year, and the joy that gives an individual who couldn't go out and redo a press box on their own or couldn't go being part of something bigger than yourself. That's sure. that's such. A, it's just a good fuzzy feeling. Yeah, and, and so something similar again uh, through the leadership academy I went through with the with University of Tennessee. We had a project we had to do, and and I, as similar to you, similar to leadership Putnam, they pitched three projects. We pitched mm-hmm. three products mm-hmm. projects, and and we picked one. And the one we ended up going with was an employee assistance program. Mm-hmm. The state of Tennessee has one. The state of Tennessee has an employee assistance program for state employees that may need some financial help or something in a time of need. An example is uh, when the flood hit in 2010 in Nashville, you know, that one of our employees lost it. Him and his wife lost their home. It was on the Cumberland River and just basically flooded well we didn't have that program in place well state of tennessee did and they were able to help some employees that were affected by the flood well in 2018 now i guess it is uh when our leadership academy uh, concluded 
we put together an employee assistance program through the University of Tennessee's Institute for Public Service. So it affects those 150 or so employees within the, within the institute. And I had to do a presentation. I was part of the presentation to the CFO, University mm-hmm. of Tennessee campus, and our VP saying why we wanted to do it. And he's like, well, why do you want to do this? And I said, we want to help people. Mm-hmm. Good Lord put us on this earth to help and to serve. So I don't, I mean, I know you can't talk religion in school now, especially on a college campus, it seems. But I looked at him and said, we're here to help. And mm-hmm. so we want to be able to to offer uh, an outlet for our coworkers, the people we work with every day, that we're you know, the people I'm serving with every day to make this state better. We want to give them an opportunity to find something if they're in need, and it could be groceries, paying a utility bill, whatever. Yes. And so we set this thing up, and 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 there was 14 members I think in my leadership academy, and the only only requirement was we all had to pledge 150 dollars a piece, mm-hmm. and so that's how we got started. Yes. And so that was something we were very excited about. Uh, I there, we don't know how many. I, it's kind of private, but I don't know how many people have access to the fund. But I know it's available. So, very similar. I think it's important for these leadership cohorts to have a group project. Yes, not only to build camaraderie and, and that professionalism development, but to to help absolutely to provide a public service. So I love it. Uh, and speaking of leadership, we're going to continue on. I what are some of your you've been doing this five years now you said yes this is my fifth and leadership. you ran a business yes for so 20 you've years. been a leader yes. um what are some of your favorite leadership styles what are some of the styles you've seen that you really like well um my favorite leadership style is uh it's kind of contradictory i guess because i just think leadership is having a servant's heart mm-hmm. it's having a servant's heart and being willing to do whatever needs to be done even if you're at the top um, you know, if, uh, when I had my store, I had several great girls that worked with me for about 20 years and, you know, um, I took out the trash, I cleaned the bathrooms, whatever needed to be done. I think it's example driven. Right. And I think you have to, um, earn people's respect by respecting them and doing the things that you would ask them to do as well. And uh, so I, I love a, a servant's heart. I also like someone, uh, we've got a, you know, our uh, president and CEO, Miss Amy New. Um, wow. Uh, she has wonderful leadership style. She is not, um, she lets everybody do their job. She comes in when needed, does what she needs to do. She's strong, but she does it in such a diplomatic way that you just love it. You're like, I love that, whatever it was, because the way she handles it is beautifully. Um, and she is all about the staff. And getting to know you. What is your family? What's your life like? What do you love? What do you do? Just, I've always said if I ever wrote a book, I think it would be called People, People, Patience, and Perseverance. Because to me, your entire life is about people first, God first, people, patience, and persevering. Yeah. And so um, uh, I like a leadership style that um, is just, just a servant's heart. That's yeah. my favorite. And speaking of writing a book, I'm not an author, and I couldn't write a book if you paid me. But uh, I was with a friend back right after college, and that, and it was after 9-11, and, and things were going on. And, you know, everybody come together at 9-11, and a couple years later, it seems like we're back to the old selfish um, ways and some that we sometimes get in. And I said, you know what? If I ever had to write a book, <laughs> it would be called All You Need Is Love. And I think yes. the Be- – is there a Beatles song called All You Need Is Love? Is I that think the Beatles? so, yes. And – but – that that's really all you need and servant's heart you got to have love for people and and compassion to help 
and that I like those leadership styles. What you said, and you said something that I had already written down. Do not ask someone to do something you're not willing to do. Absolutely. And not. so when you ran a business, you were doing everything. Yes. And that way, your employees saw you were willing to do anything. So if you ask them to do it, they're they're not going to have a problem doing it because exactly. you're willing to do it. I I think influence is really important. But I, when I say influence, it's positive influence. Mm-hmm. And if you have influence, if you can influence people, then then they will not only follow you as a leader, but they will uh, try to learn from you. Mm-hmm. And I've always said that uh, a good leader is only a good leader if they have good leaders under them. Yes. Good leaders following them. And so I love leadership. I, I think micromanaging is the worst thing oh, absolutely. Uh, a boss or somebody can do. I've been working since I was, well, I started when I was 16. Actually, my first paid, like, structure job was at the county highway department here in putnam county and i love those days i worked four summers with those guys and (laughs) and they're great guys but i've been working since i was 16 and i'm 40 now so i've I've got some time in and i've never seen a micromanager succeed i've always seen a leader succeed Mm -hmm. and even back then i knew that leadership is what you need to be successful building relationships is so big on leadership i mean if you can't build a relationship with someone and then, as you said, trust you, mm-hmm. develop that trust, they're, they're, they're not going to follow and they're not going to work with you. And I hate to use the word follow, but being a leader is having people work with you and follow your lead. And then you then you become, to me, you become one group working for the same goal. Yes. Communication. Mm-hmm. If you don't have communication, you cannot succeed. Uh, and then empathy is a big part. And so I learned the big difference between sympathy and empathy going through leadership. Empathy is putting yourself in the same place as this person. Absolutely. And putting yourself in their shoes and, and trying to learn what they've been through. Uh, sympathy is good, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but empathy is one of those things where you can really learn how it is in somebody else's shoes. And I think that's a big part of leadership. Well, I think that when you think about empathy, it's um, knowing where someone comes from, mm-hmm. where they're coming from, why, maybe what affects uh their personality traits, their leadership style, it helps you to be able to understand a little better. Yep. You know, you, it, getting that relationship. Sure. It's all about relationships. It is. It is. And I've been working since I was 15 then, but I'm not going to tell you how old I am now. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, you look the same age as me, so I, I'm going <laughs> oh, to assume you're Oh, my new 40. best friend. My new best friend. <laughs> um, can you stay with me one more segment? Yes. All right. We've got one more segment. We'll be back in just a moment on Trending with Jenny Spurlock. Welcome back to Trending. This is my last segment, unfortunately, with Jenny Spurlock from the Chamber. She's been wonderful. Uh, if you don't know Jenny, go see her. Did not know about J.J. Jacks. I know I took my taking my wife there a couple of times. I did not know you were J.J. Jacks. I, yes. I learned something else today, okay. but that was a great place. Thank uh, you. Wasn't a whole lot for me in there, and that's, I don't <laughs> think it was designed that way, but my wife loved it, so great. we used to go there several times. And But we're talking about leadership styles. One of my favorite and I'm not a big reader. Mm-hmm. I, I, something that I, I don't know why. When I was a kid, I read more. But when I got to be an adult, I guess I felt like I didn't have time. You know, the Bible, obviously, is one of my most important reads. But after that, I just didn't read a lot. So when I got in the Leadership Academy, you're supposed to read one book a month. Mm. Wow. Well, my favorite out of all of them was Greater Than Yourself by Steve Harbour. Um, and the reason it was is because it talked about basically having a servant's heart. And the the author Steve Harbour tells a story where the goal of a leader is to help others, uh, and the others are the teammates that the leader has, the employees that the leader has, the colleagues, and what you're helping, what you're helping them do is become more capable, 
become confident, not arrogant, but confident in what you're doing and accomplished. And when they when they feel like they, a sense of accomplishment has happened, then they can they figure out who they are as a person. Mm-hmm. And then they can then become their own leader and they can become a leader for others. So he just talks about expanding yourself, giving yourself and replicating yourself. And I would, you know, if you ever have time to read it, it's my, it was one of my favorite books that we've read. And we read, like I said, 12. Wow. Uh, there were a couple in there that didn't have anything to do with me. I thought I told the, told the guys, like, take, take that book out. It's, <laughs> it's more of a sales pitch. I'm not going to give you the author's name because he's very popular, but mm-hmm. it was more of a sales pitch for his next book. Oh, okay. And I was like, eh, I don't like that book, but that, those leadership styles are so important. Again, building relationships, communicating, having compassion and empathy, building somebody up. And one word I didn't mention last segment is empowering people. Yes. And I said that one in one of my classes. I said, I want to empower people. I want people to believe in themselves and believe in others and believe that good is still here and that yes. we can accomplish good together. And that was something big for a leader. Um, so I love the leadership thing. I love going through that. I can't wait to go through Putnam leadership. <laughs> so I'll be ready. I want to talk a little bit more about you, Jenny, if you got time. Sure. I know that leadership Putnam is a big part of what you're doing, but what else do you do at the chamber? Uh, I am the executive assistant to Miss Amy New, our, our CEO and president, which is an awesome uh, thing that I get to do. Love working with her. And um, actually, everybody at the chamber, you know, we've got a lot of uh, millennials, and they kind of refer to me as their den mother. I like to take care of everybody. Um, so I pretty much um, – I have the executive assistant job. I have a leadership Putnam job, but I do a whole lot of other things just because I want to and I enjoy it. I don't really think that your job description ever covers everything you need to do. I don't have any problem uh, helping out in any way. I'm also the resident decorator whenever we have any kind of uh, uh, event or anything that we need to plan for. Love that part. So that gives me that event planning need that I have. And so um, uh, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty um, pretty good bunch of stuff i love it well and i, I i've had amy on uh, amy new she's mm-hmm. we're so glad she's back home she's awesome and she is awesome um but everybody at the chamber is awesome like molly's been on and, and now you're here and i want to continue to have others on I, 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 caitlin hadn't been on yet and they keep telling me about how awesome i know caitlin a little bit but i want to have her on yes the the group the chamber first of all the chamber has been wonderful for years it's one of the reasons putnam county is as successful as it is, and people want to come and live here. Yes. Uh, but I don't feel like I've ever seen a better group of people. We have we now. have such a great group of people. I love every one of them. Um, you know, we're all people. We all have differences and, and all of that. But for the most part, we are more of a family environment there. Uh, I feel like we mostly have each other's backs and um, – and, and so, yeah, it's it's been a wonderful transition for me from what I was doing before with my store. I said I was selling pocketbooks and shoes before. Now I'm selling Cookville. So, you know, that's works out well. Is there a, is it a team effort with Leadership Putnam? Are you pulling in other people from the chamber? Oh, definitely. Uh, Molly Brown's wonderful. She spoke at my Quality of Life Day. Uh, she's fantastic. Stephen Crook, Economic Development. He always leads off that day, Business and Economic Development. Oh, they're all willing to help, and they love being involved, and they give me referrals, and they give me ideas. And actually, Molly Brown's the one that got me set up with you so yeah. that we could do this interview. So, yes, we, we do help each other. 
Good. Tell me a little bit about what you do outside of the chamber, your, your family. What do you like to do for fun? I, I, I know you're passionate about the chamber work, mm-hmm. but you got to do something else besides. Yes, I'm, I'm very busy in my personal life as well. Um, first of all, I'm, I'm obsessed with cooking and entertaining. That's one of my favorite things. So uh, I have a wonderful network of, network of friends, and we get together as often as we can, especially now with COVID, but we get together quite often. Um, I, uh, I have one cat. Her name is Graysom, and she She's awful, but wonderful at the same time. <laughs> and um, I have uh, I have a son, and then I have another son by love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have three daughters by love. And when I say by love, they're not my biological daughters, but they are. True. And I have one grandson by love named Liam Jackson Standifer. And oh, my goodness. I wish I could show you pictures. So anyway, um, I have a very full life. I go to Jefferson Avenue Church of Christ. I think I'm going to stay there. Let's see. I've only been there uh, um, oh gosh, I'm telling my age now. I'm going to tell you when I started. <laughs> I've only been there for um, 50 years, so I think I'm going to stay there. I love my church family. Um, I'm very driven. I'm, uh, I like having things going on all the time. Um, love what I'm doing now. I always call it, this is my third life. I was a director of finance and administration for 13 years to, to begin with at the Human Resource Agency okay. years ago. Okay. Had a little couple jobs in between. Had my store for twenty years, and I'm this will be my third life, and my retirement party will be at Hooper and Huddleston Funeral Home. And so, um, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully the chamber will see me out. I, well, I hope that's a long ways away. <laughs> yeah, uh, me too. Because one reason, obviously, and this is really the first time you and I've got, I guess, got to talk, and I'm sold. You're, <laughs> you're a wonderful person, so um, you've influenced me to do even better, but. Um, thank you for what you're doing for us and, and what you're doing for the community. And uh, director of finance at yes. UCHRA. Yes. So, of course, I'm an accountant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I've said that before in the show and, and got my degree in accounting. And I love finance. Now, I'm not the 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 CPA kind where all I do is numbers. Right. I like to look at projections and stuff and think about different ways to do things. More of a, um, a, a analytical approach, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. But you, so you had staff, right? I had a staff of ten. So yes. you you were a leader then. Yes. So basically, from a, from a pretty young age. Yeah. So you've been you've you you can the reason I bring it up is you're over the leadership Putnam program and it looks like you're qualified because <laughs> if you did finance administration and you were the director of like the finance director I would say in this department you mm-hmm. had employees mm-hmm. and you had to manage 10 employees and 20 million dollar budget at that time yeah mm-hmm. so you've you've got that experience and then you go run your own business mm-hmm. so i i think it's great that you're in that position um they're lucky to have you thank you i'm i'm fortunate to have it thank you um i hope that we get to continue to work together um if you need something from me let me know of course i, I got two years left in the commission so my time might be running out i don't know but just you know always depend on us i the relationships I'm building continue to build with like the chamber and, and other people in the community is to me priceless. Well, and uh, I'm so glad we got to talk today because uh, I want to also congratulate you on your nomination to the Chamber of Commerce Board of Directors. And now I'm very excited about having you on board. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I, that's something that I was surprised by myself because um, I don't feel like I'm worthy to be on a board of, of people that way. There's so many good people serving this community 
that have so much passion and so much, they're so much smarter than I am. No, you, you, I'm, I'm thrilled. You're going to be excellent. Well, thank you. I appreciate excellent. that. I, I look forward to working with you in that capacity as well as anything else you need, because I, I don't want to be a one dimensional person. Just me being on the board, I want to be able to access, um, the other path I have passion to serve as like you do. Yes. And I just want to be able to continue to access that. Cause I feel like I'm not going to be worth worthy if I don't do that. So again, thank you for being here. Thank you for thank that. You, you, you've made my day. <laughs> I hope everybody's enjoyed trending. I got one thing to say. I got two things to say, Nick, thank you for being my producer. You do a great job. The other thing is be kind to people. When you turn the radio off today or when you finish listening to the show, go out and smile at somebody and, and thank them for being in, in the world because God put them here for a reason. I hope you have a great weekend and we'll talk to you next week.